Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Success Bug. I'm coming to you live from Cancun, Mexico right now. So excited this week to bring you back another interview with a young, successful, relatable entrepreneur. His name is Gary Haywood. He is the founder, co-founder, rather, of Kiniko. Kiniko is the revolutionary solution for binaural spatial audio. It offers next-generation solutions in audio monitoring for producers. You may notice that my audio is not as crisp as it usually sounds. I'm not on my typical headset, state-of-the-art, doing this remotely right now from Cancun, Mexico. But nonetheless, it was a great interview, and I can't wait to share it with you all. Please enjoy Gary Haywood. Yeah, I'm glad we could do this, man. This yeah, is the first time I've like finally. first time I've like I held the microphone like this. Usually it's just oh, wow, yeah, yeah, so like I'm holding it like I'm a comedian right now. It's, it's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so when, but, when um, are you gonna do, do that and start going, hey Gary? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, honestly, I think I want to do that soon at some point where they're the actual person I'm interviewing is is in the room. In the room, I really want to do that. So I'm thinking it'll be sometime soon. Honestly, the way things are going back to normal, like we started the podcast when COVID had began. So. It was like, wasn't even a possibility to begin with. So now as it's grown, I look at it and I see, you know, things kind of going back to normal slowly. And I think it's possible, hopefully next year. We'll see. Probably by the time we have our our second interview, it'll be, it'll be. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, I know we talked a lot. Um, Your company, as I am remembering it is pronounced as Kiniko. 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 So Kiniko is about all about spatial audio. And obviously that's really huge now with uh, Apple rolling it out recently and people being able to listen to stuff and actually have it sound like it's in the room and things are around you. So I know that's really what your company is really all about. So I guess the first thing I always love to start with is how exactly you came up with the idea, where it came from, your background, and exactly how you found yourself in this area of spatial audio yeah sure so uh, so i guess the starting point was well i've been like djing and making music for yeah. like, a long time since okay wow late that. 1980s and about 20 years ago myself i met my the guy who is now a founder of kinico yeah and we started making music together for surround sound for like home cinema systems. Right, right. I, and during that period, we were so we kind of you know not you know funny story, kind of uh, asked his girlfriend to move out of her bedroom, and so we could build a studio in her right. bedroom, and they lived in the rest of the apartment, and. One of the things that we always wanted was the ability to kind of listen to surround sound on headphones, right? Because it meant that you didn't always have to be in the studio room to do right. it. It was just not a possibility at that, at that time. <clears throat> so lots of things happened in the intervening period. And then about, well, probably 10 years ago, um, kind of post-beats headphones, post-smartphones, I saw some... Um, I saw some data, so market data that said uh, headphones were now making more revenue than uh, domestic hi-fi equipment. Right. 
right? And I was yeah. like, right, okay, look, you know, the thing for me at that point, you go, you know, this this represents not just a change in the market dynamic, but it must also represent a change in the kind of listening habits of what people, how people are consuming music and audio and, you know, when they're watching films and things like that. And so one of the things that we were, so we kind of went back to that thought about, you know, how do you listen to how do you listen to surround sound and all these things that 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 are that that that, that trend was continuing and how do you right. listen to that on headphones if most people are listening with headphones right and so we start to kind of look for technologies and we found some um but they just weren't they weren't very convincing the experience didn't feel anything like listening in space it's kind of and still today that those same technologies kind of underpin what's happening from excuse me <coughs> from dolby and apple and things right. like that and so <clears throat> we try to fix that kind of technology but we're not successful at it right so <clears throat> but after we but we'd learned a lot about right, what right. was going on. And then <clears throat> fast forward to 2014, 2015. Right. VR turned up. <clears throat> and in the in that moment we we knew, we knew people who were kind of messing with VR and we were like, you know, what's the spatial audio like? Because surely right. in that you need this experience. And they were like, oh, it's so painful, right? It's like, and we were like, so there's no solution. It's good. And they were like, no, no, no. The only thing that's available is pain. And so we were like, right, okay, let's buy some VR kit and let's see with the VR kit, because we, now we've got a different bunch of solutions, can we start to think about what sound in space should work like? Right. So, and then, so oh, just to, not to cut you off, but this is kind of a change from what you were originally thinking which was surround sound which is its own thing it's like yeah yeah it's all about the sound in your actual space but with well, this exactly it's like but, it's in but your really body. What, what, what? <laughs> yeah so the the thing that the thing that the thing that unites unifies all of this right is that what we're really trying to do is make sound in headphones like sound in the real world because right. we don't have a problem listening to sound all around us of course yeah you know, it's like, and we, we have a good sense of, you know, when something is far away and something is behind us or something is in another room and, right, it's like, it's it makes not, sense. Yeah. You know, it, it, it makes sense because it yeah. is a sense, right? Mm-hmm. The auditory sense, right. like, it's so natural to us. It starts in, even in the womb, mm-hmm. right, before right. before we're born. So, so and, and what we're, and what we know about sound is, so, so, so most people, and <clears throat> myself included at this point, actually, yeah. don't, really, don't really understand the physics of sound. So you probably know some of it, like the speed of sound is a given thing and, 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 and so on. But we, when we started to kind of think about the physics of sound, what we really realized is that, and, and I think this comes from, comes from the kind of game engine mentality, what we realized is that we needed a physics engine for sound. So in the games engine, you've got a physics engine for light and you've got a physics engine for gravity and force and so on. And we right. were like, right, okay, what we really need is like, 
you know, how do we do this for sound? And then that was the thing that allowed us to go away, knowing that lots of people had this problem that we were kind of, you know, thinking, oh, VR is going to be huge. (laughs) And, and then, and then kind of going away and thinking about, okay, let's, let's go back to first principles and work out what actually happens. How do we hear? Why is it different? Right, and just did lots of research into that, and then started building something. And the, you know, when we were building little tiny steps, and some some people that we, we knew from VR were going, "Wow, that's so much better than what we're doing," and we're making mm. this out of home experience for this vodka company, and they want to have five people sat around a table with VR kit on. Could you come and make it so everybody has the same? sound experience but from their own perspective right we were like yeah cool let's let's do that and then you know so we've done that and then somebody else came along and said can you do something else like this and then some scientists came along and said we're trying to let people who have visual impairments so so mainly blind students to let them understand what's happening in the Large Hadron Collider at CERN. So it's like the world's biggest, the world's biggest experiment in search of the universe's smallest particle. And we were like, yeah, we let's try. Yeah. And it's like, and and because that was like a really great way of thinking, well, look, it's like because these people don't have don't don't have sight or have very limited sight, they use yeah. hearing as their main environmental yeah. sensor. Right? It almost like it almost creates like a whole new uh reality for them where it's like they're yeah, exactly. using so, sound and so, as a way. And so we were like, right, okay, how do we how do we work that all? To, to give something that's like really, really convincing spatially and works at the kind of level that that's there. And we went and talked to lots of people who know about audio for uh, for visually impaired people. We learned some amazing things there as, as well, right? So it's like there are lots of people who are doing things like music making, podcast making, stuff. Right. They work at twice as the speed of everybody else. They understand. Because right. it's, it's they understand normal. sound yeah. in a completely different way. And so we built things like that. And then we just keep it. We just kept iterating. And then we got to some point where we'd iterated, you know, I don't know. We'd probably done, I don't know, 25 projects or something like that. Completely different things, you know. Some things focused on like the riots and riots in Ferguson, and we made an experience that was like an AI type experience with an artist and um, God, flying wizards around a, a, a great big auditorium for right, Harry right. Potter. And so by that stage, we were kind of like, right, okay, we know what we're doing now. Of course, yeah. And so I, I guess one question I would have for you is: I know you you mentioned that. You went from DJing and you went from, uh, you know, the, uh, in our opinion, which is obviously a young age, but you've experienced when pitching this to other people that it's been something that people have bristled at a little bit. That is that you're a little bit older, I guess, quote unquote, for starting yeah. a business and all no, these no, types no, of so things yes, and coming from your background. Times. So I've had that, like, I've, 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 I was, I had a, I think the, the probably the worst experience of it was I was sat I was sat on Zoom having having a conversation with somebody and I was talking about stereo mm. and 
and and and saying you know and and I and I'm, I I introduced age. I said you know it's like look I'm I'm kind of old enough to remember when when stereo was just coming in, right? It's like, and I, and I, and I am, I'm not yeah. old, but I'm old enough to remember when there was still mono around and it was happening. And he said, well, that kind of brings me to the question. It's like, you know, have you got enough energy to, to run a startup? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Excuse I've got me. enough energy. Have you got enough wisdom to see what's going on, and you know, and it's like, and it's that kind of, uh, you know, I, I think it's it, it's it's in that class of experience where because lots of lots of VCs in startup land, right? It's like you're only really cool if you went to Stanford and you've got a PhD, right? And everybody else is like struggling to make themselves known you know, as, as as big or as tall or. Right as smart as that, even though there's lots of people who are smart and so on. Of course. Yeah. You know, so yeah. So age became like a, a weird little thing in, in that process. And right. So it, it, but you obviously been able to overcome it for the most part in terms of, you know, being able to continue seeing it through, like what was your process and actually hearing people say those types of things and then yeah. coming back at them and, and actually giving them a reason to believe in what's going on. Obviously we know that, Age isn't yeah. age is but a number and something like this, but yeah. to investors it's something different. Of course, because and 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 I understand that because obviously yeah. in their mind they have this kind of hero figure of the entrepreneur. Yeah, right. Who's like works two hundred and forty hours a day, and you know find, find, finds time to write a book, and you know runs runs a, runs a marathon before they start writing the next chapter, and you know. And it's and it and so you have all that, and you kind of go, well, look, you know, it's like I'm never going to be that kind of guy because I've got right. children. Right. <laughs> yeah, so, all these roadblocks that you're just creating for yourself. Yeah, you know, but uh, but it but it's that it's that kind of process, isn't it? Where yeah. and I think uh, and that's about you know how much conviction do you have in what you're doing, right? You know, and is there is there a way? So so I think one of the things that we've always been really try to be conscious of is that we do have in a, a kind of vision in our mind of a billion dollar company so we, we can see that there is a type of unicorn but we can also go but maybe we'll never become anything more than a little pony right so as long I mean, as a little pony in a space like this could be a, a multi-million dollar company. Oh, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. So as long, as long as we, what we're doing is we're kind of being honest with ourselves and mm. saying what we're trying to do is build some really cool tech, solve, mm. a, solve a problem that we think is coming up. And that's, that's another challenge that right. it's like the problem yeah. yet hasn't properly emerged and, and, and starting to think those kind of things through and just be like, look, we know what we're doing. And it's like, we would have liked money earlier so that we could have built earlier. We could have accelerated faster. But maybe if we'd have had money earlier and accelerated earlier, we would have hit more problems because we might have been there before Apple and nobody would have known what spatial audio is. But today, everybody knows what it is because Apple. Right, right, so, right, right. Now it's also well known. So. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think something that's really interesting too is that it's something that 
came out pretty recently in terms of being well known and pretty popularized i guess like i know that apple only rolled this out like pretty recently within the last year so for you guys what is what was your process in actually figuring this type of advanced tech out when there's something like apple that's doing something similar but obviously it's something that's important (laughs) or the biggest companies in the world wouldn't be trying to yeah, it out and rep and and emulate it from other other tech. So, so, so I think I think one of the one of the things that when we were looking at it at, at first, and right. I think this this does come from my my background as a DJ and Stefan's background as a producer, but also a musician. Right, is that we were focused on the experience. Okay. Right? So, and we think that a lot of other companies that are that are using spatial audio focused on application, and so they focused on using an antiquated technology so that they could accelerate applications in in novel formats. And we were like, we don't want to use that antiquated technology because we think it gives a bad experience. So. Let's you know, and maybe we and you know, and we will all always do this. And we were like, maybe we're wrong, but let's try and find the way to make the experience more human, right? Because the things that we're interested in, ultimately, you know, music and and cinema, which is where 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 Stefan came from, but you know, when we when we when we started working together, is right. like. It's about communication. And when we communicate, if we can't hear properly, we lose some of the the power of communication. And we think that that's what's happening today with like all the companies like Apple and Dolby and Sony 360 Audio Reality. It's like, yeah, they got there first with the applications, but actually they deliver quite a poor experience in our life. They're so focused on other things, right? Like it's almost yeah. like yeah. that can't be their main focus. It's something they want to do, but it isn't their focus. Yeah. Because I thought, because I think they have to iterate quickly once they've made, you know, once they've made, you know, and I, and I, and I think that's probably the challenge of being like a super big company is that once you've kind of committed to a direction, you've turned the tanker in that direction and turning it back again is not, is not going to be easy. Right. Right. And, and I think that that kind of process as well, where they can say, well, look, we employ the best engineers and they will solve all the problems that emerge. But so far, that hasn't really been the case, and uh, you know, and and we, we know we'll never know why it is, and and but we just took a different approach, right? Built built an entirely different kind of experience, and so, and that's where we are today, right? So I've so for sure, and I I know that we talked a little bit about how you know you guys have recently started and this is something that's really a novel idea that makes a lot of sense and we can see you and i can talk about it and see where it's obviously headed but what are the challenges of actually being a newer founder in your situation and on the you know we've talked a little bit about it but the uncertainties of what could come of it and how you've actually dealt with that over the yeah. past however so, many months so the so the the the, the the i think the biggest challenge is 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 identifying the problem correctly 
Okay. So, so we, you know, it's like there's a, the, you know, it's a classic phrase, isn't it? You know, you're a solution in search of a problem, right. and and that's probably it's pro- it's probably true to some extent of what we were doing right. because the kind of our eye on the prize was a little bit more in the, even than today is still right. in the future because we think that the what's the, there's a kind of a tendency or a trend in kind of digital communications towards more and more real experiences right so and if you think about the internet the internet like or the web so web one starts and it's basically it's just pages full of text and then somebody works out oh we could just put some videos in this and then you can have the videos but it's all one way it's just broadcast 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 right and later and later on somebody goes well what happens if we let users start engaging with this content and telling us what they think about it and the things that users do at that point is start communicating not about the content they're watching but with each other and they start building community and social networks come out of that process and then the kind of things that are happening now and this is what we were always kind of uh, banking on in our vision is that the next stage of this is all the kind of the applications that have a kind of a real world representation you know so like Fortnite Island you know so Fortnite people think it's a game but you could also say well Fortnite is a place in the metaverse and you go to that place to build the island and to play games and maybe to watch Travis Scott yeah and it's like and so there's a different way of kind of conceiving it it's like yeah okay it's a game and the format is a game but it's also a different kind of game yeah it's a game where you're building it or the way that Facebook you know so Zuckerberg uh, announced I know two months ago that Facebook is becoming a metaverse company Right, and it's like, and and what, and I and I think the reason that he's doing that, and it makes complete sense, is that if you think what Facebook is, so Facebook is really a web two, a web two point two company, in which you post stuff that happened yesterday or earlier. Here's a, you know, here's a photograph of the food I've just eaten. Here's a photograph of my dog rolling on the lawn. Right, it's like it's everything's in the past, and then people are commenting on it around that process. Whereas when Facebook becomes a Web 3.0 company or a metaverse company or whatever it is, the thing that it will be doing is we're going to do something in our community now. Right, we're going to watch Travis Scott in a concert. It's more present than than how it's been the past where it's been all focused on stuff you've just done or something that you did yesterday. Yeah. Right. And I think, and I think that kind of difference is that when we you know Facebook have already, you know, kind of, so they've been running this beta for the horizons program for about 18 months and they launched it properly about a month ago. And I mean, perfect timing because of the pandemic. Right. Right. It's kind of like, you know, an office, 
an office type setup. So everybody joins these virtual offices, and I've got I've got all the kit here. And it's like, and you take, you know, you you take a controller and you hold it the wrong way, and suddenly you've got a whiteboard marker pen, and your colleague, <laughs> right. like sat in Cancun, Mexico, is watching you write on a virtual whiteboard, right? And it's right. like, and and so when 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 there's much more of that to come, and we always thought that when we get to that kind of experience, the thing that's going to be critical to it is that human human to human communication and whether we're right. communicating directly as a conversation or as uh, a music artist playing a gig or whatever it is we're going to want those experiences to sound real right 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 and that and no matter what it is you want it to be present and you want it to be yeah, as exactly. if it's actually so happening right that's now that's what's going to make you feel present Right. And at the moment, the technology that Apple and Facebook and everybody are using doesn't really make you feel present. It's kind of it's a neat trick, but it's mm. not it's not like it's not like reality. And so that's and so literally right. that's what we were building. So right. we so so our in our in our view of what we've built is we literally it's called the sonic reality engine, and it's a physics engine for audio for for sound. <laughs> You know, so you can yeah. see that that kind of we were trying to always trying to plant ourselves in the future, right? And then those kind of problems would start to, and our view was that this the problems would materialize, right? You know, and, and for sure, materialize slower. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, man. And, and no, that, that I, I get that, and I think like it honestly kind of reminds me of it in a way. Um, I know if, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dropbox at all, the the platform. Yeah, 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 no, I, and um, I think one of the things that when I was listening to another podcast called Masters of Scale with Reed Hoffman, yeah. um, one thing that they did really well was that they were they started the company and they started it basically with, with a novel idea and companies like Google and Apple created like Google Drive and iCloud and they came out and obviously people use them but Dropbox focused entirely on this one thing that they couldn't they didn't have the resources to dedicate the same amount of time to and that's why Dropbox today is what it is where people are still using it for all this stuff whereas people still use iCloud and people still use Google but they didn't stop them out and make them non-existent like people would have expected out of companies as large so yeah. i think i'm no genius over here but i feel like i get the same kind of kind of vibe from kiniko where it's like sure apple can release this and they have the platform with apple music and all this stuff but similar to like spotify and dropbox it's like yeah, no, can that, they do it well enough yeah that's exactly that's exactly right so so we're we're, we're li we literally started a uh, beta a beta test on a product yeah and that protocol we, we will release in about eight weeks. Okay. And we're literally, you know, it's it's really just solving it's solving a problem for um, music producers who don't have a really big studio that they work in, right? But they want to make music for Dolby Atmos for to go onto Apple Music or onto Amazon Prime Music. Right. Right wherever and at the moment when they they, they, can, they can kind of do that and they can do it with the solution that Dolby give them as part of their package but it's just not very good 
right? And if you're producing music, you want what you want to be hearing is you want, you know, and this is what Dolby say to you, right? It's like Dolby say, don't don't be producing this on your headphones, produce this on a two hundred thousand dollar Dolby certified studio. Yeah, of course, right? You know, <laughs> dude, dude, I'm doing this in my bedroom. Right? Yeah. I don't have the money. So, <laughs> so, yeah. And so we're saying, look, it's like, okay, we know what Dolby want everybody to do, but we know that you want to do this. And here is a tool that uses our engine. And when you listen to it, it sounds like you're in a studio, right? So so we, we literally went into a studio. So, and this is one, one you know, a post-pandemic thing. We haven't been in well, a studio yeah, yeah. Since, since the pandemic. We went in the, in the other day to like a really well-equipped, well-set-up Dolby Atmos studio. Right. And, and to be able to listen to how closely matched we were to that studio. And... And there were some things that we had to like change, but we were able to change them on the fly. And so by the end of being in the studio for about three hours, we kind of had like a really good sound. And so so right at the beginning of the session, we kept changing between are we listening on headphones to listening on speakers? Let's listen back, let's listen to those speakers. Let's yeah, listen. yeah. Right. But by the end of the process, like for the last hour, we were just listening on headphones. Right, because it sounded like the, in that in that sounded room. the most natural. Yeah, and and I think that's it's that, and I think that's the kind of you know now we, that we've found a kind of you know a first problem that we can solve, and there's a lot of people want to solve that problem because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of producers out there in all kinds of music all over the world who are looking who are looking to get into that distribution channel. Because lots of people now have Dolby Atmos music on their Apple Music switched on right, permanently. Yeah, yeah. Right. it's it's weird because I guess maybe not weird, but it's interesting because it just kind of was introduced and it was adopted immediately. Nobody asked any questions about it. It's just like yeah. all of a sudden you're just like, okay, like, and it's it's. I guess this is the yeah. thing now. Well, all, 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 also because I think Apple, you know, they're endlessly smart, aren't they? Yeah. It's a company. Uh, yeah. You know, and it's like they'd released the AirPod Pros like six months before they switched on the on the spatial audio feature. Right, right. And then they went, and I think this was this was like the coolest thing ever, really. But you know, it's like, and they just went, and we're going to give you this in the standard subscription. Whereas everybody that had done something like this previously, like Tidal Pro did it with Sony Audio 360. They went, we're going to give you this cool thing, but you're going to pay $5 extra a month. Yeah. And they were, they were like, just, just went, we're enjoy. Not, we're just, you can have it. Yeah, enjoy. And obviously the reason that they want you to just have it is because you're going to go, oh, thanks. I'm now going to buy some AirPod Pros. Right, right. Because <laughs> it's the only platform that will allow me to use yeah. it. Yeah, properly. so they got you know to be able to subsidize that, but it, it it meant that it kind of had it just had a rapid diffusion, you know, from that from that perspective, and that was like really good for us, right? right. And we definitely, you know, in the in the last year of so so yeah, so it's like it it is it must it must be a year ago. So so they kind of t- did that launch at their Apple event last October. Right, so you know they've just done their kind of all, their fall 
Apple event last week, right, right. out of year, and just in that time frame, from talking to people bef- beforehand, it's like I would have to explain what sports spatial audio was, and today I still have to explain it a little bit, but people, people have already understand heard. it a little bit more. Yeah, it's yeah. it's not as foreign of a concept. Yeah, so you know, in the same way that it's like if I say AI to people, most people go, "Yeah, okay, I know what AI mm. is," even though they don't. Right, it back. They have a basic understanding. You know, it's a thing, right? And and so that's so that's that's there and part of that that whole process, which is right. So so when you look at Kiniko now and you see where it's come in the short time that it's been, the ideas materialize, parts have started to move in the right direction. Where do you see it being in the next six to twelve months uh, in the spatial audio space? No pun intended. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I live by that pub. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it, yeah, so, so I, I, I think, I think in, I think 12, 12 months is like a really good kind of mm. point in time to look at because I think by that stage we will have in some small circles we'll have kind of established ourselves as a quality mark okay brand that has quality in this place that's easy to do as well because that's the other thing that we're we're really focused on is like you know it's like creating spatial audio if you're using the the old way is really tough because you've got to think about the physics Right of sound, it doesn't do it for you. You've got right. to think about that, and it's like, and what we've done is automated the physics, but also made it high quality. Right, so and I think that that little bit will we'll start to see that. So I think we we will have, you know, I think we'll be doing really well in the kind of production segment, mm. but also where we have lots of kind of interesting conversations ongoing today with headphone manufacturers who would like to put the product onto the headphone. Oh, really? Yeah. So like it would be the same situation almost as like, yeah. you know, seeing Dolby Atmos and yeah. Apple Music. Exactly. Because, because I think, you know, and, and the, the place where we're, what we're having like successful conversations is with high end headphone manufacturers who want the experience to always be prestige. So they want the sound to be prestige as well. They don't want it to be kind of, um, you know, but one, one of the things that the industry knows about spatial audio, but, but maybe the, 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 the market doesn't yet is that it doesn't sound very good. <laughs> mm. Right. It's like, we, we do this demo, which is like, it's, it, it's a lot of fun. And, um, basically we start with, we start with some audio, uh, which we're moving around and we compare it with like the leading, the leading tool in spatial audio for the research industry. And then we move along and we go, okay, now we're going to, we're going to do some other stuff and we're going to compare it against um, uh, tools from Sennheiser and Google and YouTube and Facebook. Right. And every time we're doing it, you kind of go, wow, you know, your stuff stands out right. and we move along and we get to another bit where we do something where we compare it to Apple music 
and you go, wow, okay. It's like, it really does stand out there because you can hear something very different. And then we do it against um, Sony 360. And there's literally a bit in the, in the, in the demo where we're just like, we're playing one track and we press an AB button. And when we press B for Sony 360, everybody goes, because <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a big revelation. Right. right? And it's yeah, like yeah. that kind of process is like when we've been talking to manufacturers, they they go, well, we want, we don't want it to sound like Sony 360. We want it to sound like New. like Kinico. Right. No, that, I mean, I, it, it's a good advice in a way, right? Because it's like you're headed in that direction where you want to be that unique that unique competitor in your own space. And I feel like yeah. the advice they might be giving you is exactly what you almost need to hear. So, um, you know, I, I, I can't express enough how much I do believe that this could be something that's gigantic, but it's something that's so new and it's yeah. not as much of a foreign concept anymore. Yeah, and I think no, that can appeal to a lot of people. Like it yeah. seems I mean, like it's, it's, it's one of those things, isn't it? Cause yeah. like maybe five or six years ago, everybody was like, wow, 3d TVs. <laughs> yeah. 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 For I sure. Mean, oh yeah fine. sounds great you're like yeah sure buddy like <laughs> keep your 3d tv i don't need that and then all of a sudden it's you know so you, you never know and it's yeah. like it would be hubristic to think that it's like it's here forever and mm. will always be but i think while we're you know i think while while the momentum is there and we're following the momentum that kind of works for us and it's like um right. You know, we we already have like customers in the hearable space, so we have like yeah. a customer who's making so a headphone that is basically a digital personal assistant for sports coaching, mm. right? And then this afternoon, it's like I'm speaking to somebody else who's like runs a sports coaching app that kind of fits into all your kind of Peloton type marketplace and they're right, trying right. to do spatial audio for that and so right. you know and you can see those kind of things because one of the things that, up, yeah. like, you know it's like if you're running you know if you're running on a treadmill and you want a pacemaker to run two meters in front of you and you want to keep up that pace you know using spatial sound can kind of keep them in your mind in in your mind's eye right you know so lots of things like that are starting to happen right right oh you know, right okay how do we differentiate differentiate ourselves yeah and, and i think a final thought from a non-expert in this entire space is that you reference 3d tvs and it's like i think it's pretty clear to see that you know 3d tvs could like give you a headache like it's like one of those yeah. there's no there's no real barrier with spatial audio there's a barrier with spatial vision because it's like yeah. it hurts your eye it's like it's like you know it's like it's something that it's a little bit inconvenient no, but that's also true yeah, with, yeah. with 3d audio okay the way that apple are doing it really? so if you listen for a long time a lot of people can mess with your kind own, of yeah. start to say that they get it's called ear fatigue oh, but okay. actually it feels like nausea okay okay right? because interesting because one of the things that's happening, particularly if you move your head a lot with spatial audio, which you probably would if you're working out or you're yeah, being active, yeah, exactly. So you get you get what's called phase distortion, mm. where it's like basically all the waves are at the wrong point. And so oh, so you're, it's meant for you to be still. Well, it's not. It's meant for you to be kind of move, but you know, not crazy because the way yeah, not crazy, right? Yeah. So, but that's another one of the smart things that Apple did, right? So, yeah. so when they launched, they didn't launch in music; they launched in cinema. 
right? Because in when you're watching a movie and you're watching it on your Apple TV or you're watching it on your iPhone or tablet or whatever, yeah. it's like you're pretty still. Yeah, you're not moving. You're not, like, going not, you're not going to start going, well, I'm watching this and I'm just going to look around me just in case there was somebody there eating popcorn behind. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever, right? It's like, it's not that ex- kind of experience. So, and I think that was like really smart of them because it meant that they were able to introduce the idea of head tracking, but in a in a scenario where head tracking wasn't very, very much part of the experience. Right. I think in and similarly with music, because I think the context for music is that most people are sat somewhere while they're listening to music or maybe walking. And it's not like you're not turning your head a lot in that experience. It's, it's not like too meant for that, for sure. Okay, so I guess that was a bad example, but no, no, overall, it was, or is a good example to explain. Upon it, yeah. yeah, because if we, we we get we get to you know get that stuff out, and I think right, that's, right, yeah, that's that's there, and we obviously, you know, and this this is this this is the hubris of having a different project, right? Is that we think we don't have that. You know, until somebody comes along and says, "Oh yeah, yeah." Oh no, you don't have to worry about that with us. I was listening to Drake for an hour, and guy, you made me sick. Now I'm throwing up everywhere, (laughs) (laughs) but. You know, man, like like I said before, I do think it's something that could be so gigantically popular and it already yeah. has been adopted by a ton of people. So I guess yeah. the one thing we always love to end on is exactly where your perspective is as a newer founder and as somebody who comes from a background, not that typical of a bunch of people trying to do this type of thing. What is your biggest piece of advice to somebody it may be in your position, but not necessarily that wants to start a yeah. business, not necessarily in spatial audio either, but just wants to get it off the ground. Yeah. So I think like really work hard to understand what it is that you want to do. Right. And when you know what it is that you want to do, be honest with yourself that it's like, it's doable and it's coming. And it's like, you know, you can have the conviction, you know, really strong sense of conviction that it's coming in the future and do it, but test yourself all the way along, right? You know, just keep, keep, keep putting in just little tests that say, are we achieving what we wanted to achieve? Is the, is the momentum that we're, that we're having the same momentum that's happening in the marketplace, right? right? Because right. if it's not, you're probably already losing, right? And it's like, and, and we were, and, and I, I have started businesses before. So, and it's like, and that was always one of the things with Kinico was like, you know, all the way through that, especially in those kind of first 30, 30 iterations was like every one of them was a test to see whether we were going in the right direction. Right, right. You know, and 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 to make sure, and I think that it's that. So I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, just do it, but I'm also in, uh, be honest with yourself. Yeah, be a little because, bit pragmatic. Yeah. For sure. I mean, listen, Gary, I, I can't, Again, before I said this already, but I can't express to you enough how much I do actually believe that this is for whatever it's worth. I'm not, I'm no Steve Jobs over here, but um, <laughs> I, I see it being something really huge. And um, yeah, look, I, I, to me, you know, it, it's more important that you see yourself as a potential consumer of this. Yeah. Saying, I want, I want, you know, I see the value. That's much more important than Steve Jobs telling right. you. 
So what you're saying is I'm a more important person than, than Steve Jobs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but listen, I, I appreciate you coming on the show and, and really being so honest and upfront about your process as a new founder. Um, I think it really resonates with a lot of people and we really can't wait to see all the inevitably great things you're going to do with Kiniko. Like we, like I said before, it's going to be huge. So thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me. It's been a real pleasure. That'll do it, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of The Success Bug. I have to assume at this point that you are a regular. So if that's the case, please feel free to subscribe, like, and follow us on every single platform there is. We would sincerely appreciate it. It helps us grow. It helps us reach new audiences. It helps us find new subscribers like yourself. But at the end of the day, you know the deal. We'll be back next week. Another episode covering the net worth of a famous entrepreneur or celebrity. You're not going to want to miss it. Peace out, y'all. Have a happy, happy, healthy Friday and a happy, healthy weekend. And please also accept my apologies for the lack of quality with this audio. I understand it's bad. We'll be back to the typical state-of-the-art shit next week. Peace.